These are the guys behind the glass. Hey, where's my little music? Even Windex and a paper towel can't handle these hot takes. These are the guys behind the glass. I dig it. Who is this? Do you know? Uh, it's a band. It is a band. I would imagine they have a drummer, a guitarist, a bass player, or a bassist, and a uh, lead singer. This guy. You're going to rub it. Whoever this guy is. Oh, okay. All righty. All right, kill it, will you? Jesus Christ. Wait, well, Ke- well Kevin, God. can we get the answer? Easy top. Oh, this is easy top? Okay. Oh, so we're kind of wrong. Good for them. All right. I can think of another thing that has two Zs in it. All righty. My name is Justin Ellick. We are the guys behind the glass to my left. The great Lukenthal Lagronsky. Luke Lagrano to my right. The also great, but just a little bit more moderate here. Mike Didino. What's going on, Mike? What's up, fellas? How you guys doing? How Chilling, doing, bro. Chilling, bro. Nice to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back. We missed you. Did week. you guys miss me? Yeah. We, Mike, we miss you all the time. Luke. Yeah. Hey, Luke. Yes, I pretty sir. much at this point just show up if I, at, occasionally here and there, guest appearance. Is that a good I way to go about things? I see how it works. I think so. You know your name's on the uh, the plate. It's on the plate. It's on a blanket. It's on a yeah, Mike, wait, coffee mug. It's can, on a Can, can uh, we deep owls? dive into that for a second, Mike? How did you score a $108 blanket on WABCRadioStore.com? That's what happens to MD, man. What, Big things why coming. are you charging $108 I don't for <laughs> We know you set the prices. Did I you, did. Not. Did you set the prices? No, but I want I, I want to uh, tweak up the merch a little bit. I'm not a huge fan of it. Oh, I see. You hate your own merch. I hate it. You would be. You would hate your own merch. Well, I want to tweak wow. it up a little bit. That's all. All right. Well, careful what you say that because that statement's going to leave this room. I hope it does leave this room. It will not. It already has left the it room. It will not remain in the room. So listen. I mean, I hope you're ready for a fight. All right. We got sports to talk about. No. <laughs> I think so. Big week for the Yankees, big couple weeks for the Yankees, big couple weeks for the Mets, man. I mean, debatably the two best teams in Major League Baseball. Not really debatable in the case of the Yankees. They do have the best record in the Major Leagues. And Go ahead, Justin. You were talking? I was not looking at the camera at all. Well, you got it. You're looking at your stupid little iPad. Yeah, we, are, we are on film right now. Anyway, yeah, the Yankees, not really debatable for the Yankees, right? They have the best record in the Major Leagues, 11-game win streak heading into... Yesterday's loss, listen, they're they're firing on all cylinders. The question marks coming into the year were of the rotation. Uh, and you were bitching and moaning. I was. All, all Yankee fans, all offseason long, bitching. I was. You know moaning. why? It is so frustrating. Whining, it is so frustrating. Exacerbating. Just shut up and watch the games. Yeah, but it's a win-win scenario. Shut it, up. It, it, like, if I'm wrong, then the Yankees are good and I'm wrong. And then I'll accept that I'm wrong. And if I'm right, then I'm right. And I have the satisfaction of being right. So that's just a defense mechanism that I throw up in order to always win. Yes, sir. you're hedging yourself. I do like that. As somebody that likes to hedge himself as well, it makes sense. I don't know what to tell you. I had a Yankee fan approach me just yesterday. and They said to me that they can't wait until the Mets finally make the World Series, that they can finally tell us that we bought the best team in baseball. Mm, I, I didn't like it one bit. Who well, was that? Yeah, That was my friend Tom. Oh. He's a good guy. Eat it. Yankee fan. Yeah, Eat it, he, Tom. Well, Tom's right. I can't. <laughs> yeah, t- Tom will have a point at one point because we are spending a lot of money. We just paid someone $40 million to stop playing for us. Yeah, yeah. And that's so sad, especially coming from a Yankees fan. You know, Robinson Cano, who is the aforementioned man who they basically are paying to not play on their team. Not basically. That's exactly what they are doing. Like Bobby Bonilla 2.0, if you will. Well, like, it's it's 
That, that's the stupidest thing in sports. I'm sorry. Yeah. I is. know that's like the, the salty Mets fan of me. It's the stupidest thing in sports. Deferred contracts are such a common thing. They happen in legitimately every sport. And Bobby Bonilla was fine. He wasn't that bad. No, he wasn't. But, I mean, you guys are still paying him to this day. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, the Celtics are still paying Kevin Garnett. You guys are still paying Derek Jeter. The Red Sox are still paying Manny Ramirez. That's fine. These are all facts. Uh, why, why are but we the not paying him $23 million? Because Robinson Cano will be paid $23 million this year, I believe. Another $17 million. Next year, next year he's owed $37.5 million yeah, that's to correct. not play. Yeah, that's correct. It's a that's lot of fair. money. And I'm a big Robinson Cano fan. Luol Deng just got finished being paid by the Lakers. When's the last time he played for them? Yeah, yes. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. See, like, deferred contracts are such a common thing in sports. But it's, it's the Mets, so it's funny. That, that's all it is. Well, it's funny, and, and it's also, it's like this weird Twilight Zone, you know, that, that we're living in. You know, I had a Robinson Cano jersey. Uh, I have a in, Robinson in, Cano Mets jersey. Yeah. You, it, you don't. I do. Stop. I don't, I don't believe you. I'll send a picture. I, ju- I just don't believe you. I have a Robinson Cano Why Mets jersey. Why would you do that to yourself? Because I'm a big Cano fan. I always have been. Why? It's I hard, like it's hard, game, it's hard not to be a fan of Robinson Cano. When, he's, when he was going right, when he was a younger guy on the Yankees in, in 08, 09. When he was juicing and we didn't know it. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows if he was even juicing that early? Maybe he was just juicing when he went to the Mariners and and wanted to capitalize, you know, wanted, wanted to prove himself right. He had he had a lot of pressure with all that money and playing in a huge market like Seattle. <laughs> that was a joke, people. That was a joke. Can I get a laugh track when I make a Jeez funny Louise. when I make a funny like that, please? Well, I respected Robinson Cano for that because he left the Yankees. You respected him for juicing to get a bag. Yeah. No, I respect oh, him okay. for leaving the Yankees to go I, get I his don't bag. I don't respect that at all. I, I'm I'm under the the belief that if he never left the Yankees, we'd be watching. The back end of the greatest second baseman who ever lived. Uh, listen, th- this is a whole steroids conversation waiting to happen, and that's such a deep rabbit hole that we, we could is. go into, I guess. Of course but, it is, but, but the fact remains, he was on track to blow away any record held at the at the plate as a hitter, more specifically as a left-handed hitter, than any second baseman who had played the game prior to him. And he flushed it all down the toilet for a couple of extra muscles. Yeah, and a couple extra dollars, but a couple extra zeros at the end of the paycheck, and the smaller testicles. Yeah, what? what are you gonna do? What? I, I hey guess. I, oh, oh yeah. all right. Okay. Shrinkage. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> but Michael, <laughs> yes, talk to me. You, you, you saw that game last night. We are recording this Friday afternoon. Afternoon. There we go. Those are words. The Mets became the first team. In... I thought you going to talk about the Ranger game. We'll, we'll get there. Don't worry, okay. bud. Slow your roll. First team in MLB history. Six hundred and eighty-five times a team has been down by six runs. Coming into the ninth inning, Mets are the first team to ever come back and win the game. Yeah, this is a team, and I've said it once. Well, coming into the season, I said they were dead. Like I said, I hedged myself just like Justin. But yeah, I mean, it's been an exciting start to the Mets this season, but I can't get emotionally invested yet. It is May 5th. It is a long season. My motto this year is talk to me in July. So talk to me in July. It's, <laughs> it's been fun. They have a good team. They have a good roster. They have a good manager. When Jacob DeGrom comes back, this team's going to only get better. They're a wagon, but talk to me in July. You're you're an interesting person to ask this question to. Do you hate Jacob DeGrom? What? I love Jacob DeGrom. I, so, someone mentioned to me yesterday, what, they, man? they hate Jacob DeGrom because they think he's milking the whole injury thing. No, I love Jacob. I hate Francisco Lindor. That, I, Which is ridiculous. Wow. Hate, he's just you not good at baseball. Word, but he is. is. No, he's not good at baseball. He had, he's very good. He's, he's not. He's, but, not, he's but, being paid... Three, I've, I mean, we got to get into how much he's being paid, and he's not, he's not a top five shortstop in the league. Do you know how long he's been in the MLB? I don't know the answer off the top of my head. Eight, nine years? He had one bad season. And it was with the Mets. Yeah. Okay. And pre-lockout, he wasn't good. Pre-lockout, he wasn't good? 
the the lock well the the pandemic season he was not good either. Sorry, he's twenty eight years old. Listen, dude, you got a lot. He's got a lot of time to turn it around. Uh, to, he better to come he out. To better. Come out. He, he was already good. He was bad in a shortened season. Yeah, and then he was awful last year, and he's off to another shaky start. He's been awful over the last two weeks of the season. Hit a two run homer last night. That snapped like an zero for twenty five streak. He's down to two forty. Man. If the Mets are good and Francisco Lindor sucks, I'm the happiest person in the world. Uh, you are such a psychopath. I just don't, I why really just don't like Francisco yeah, Lindor. You I don't think he's a very good baseball player, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I think you are wrong. I don't think I you have to so. hope anything, Mike. Well, uh, who was the shortstop before Lindor? We sent Ahmed Rosario. Yeah, Ahmed Rosario. Who so was, yeah. who's, and guess what he's doing right now? Playing center field. And you know what Andres Jimenez is doing? He's hitting the stuffing out of the ball right now. He's played. He's been playing well over the last few weeks. He is on my fantasy baseball team. Playing well. Hitting the ball hard. I like to menace. How how is he doing defensively? Because I like I I'm the psychopath that actually cares about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't have his defensive metrics in front of me, but That's fine. and I, I I don't know. Okay. I believe he's playing a bit of second, a bit of short, a bit of third base. Well, he's that, not playing third that was always my complaint about Dan Murphy. Dan Murphy was literally sent us to the World Series in 2015. Dan Murphy is also one of the worst defensive players I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, he sucked. On Get the him, Nats, Luke. And then he figured. And then he figured. He really figured it out on the Nats. Dan Murphy. Like yeah, that, that had to be tough as a Mets fan to watch. Him it's go always over tough because they, like, they always go to rivals. They always kill us I every mean, time. Look at oh, Murphy did it. Who, who just did it recently, Mike? Who just went to the Nationals and started killing us? I'm blanking right now. Like that went. This that is came awkward. from the Mets. That yeah, came from the Mets to Mets the to the Nationals and started playing out of. The, well, Tyler Clippard also that also happened with started pitching really well for the Nationals. But that's not who I was looking for. Hmm. All right. I don't know who you're looking for. Well, Move along. Maybe, maybe at episode 20, he'll come to me. Stupid ass. Yeah, Thank I you. Mean, right, appreciate he, that. He clearly, clearly can't be that good if you can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, good point. So, Mike, you did bring up the Rangers. We are now in approaching game three of the Rangers series against the Penguins. What are your initial thoughts so far here, Mike? I think if the Penguins have this landfill third-string goalie starting, the Rangers <laughs> will win the series. They should win the series. If they can't beat a third-string goalie, then it's a massive disappointment this season. You had 110 points this year. You go against a team you're familiar with. Sidney Crosby's still unbelievable. But outside of Crosby, this is not a great team. It's a good team, not a great team. After game one, I was super nervous because I thought Pittsburgh outplayed them. But the Rangers came back. They won a game they had to, right? You put a third-string goalie at home and maybe not a must-win game, but as close to a must-win game, must game as possible. And they showed up. They played well. And they, and they won the game. And I expect them to come back again in Game 3, and if they're facing the third-string goalie, Domingue, they win the series. Now, this might change if the Smith comes back or Jari comes back, but right now I feel good. feel great, actually. I feel fucking phenomenal. I don't. I don't. I think if you watched all of Games 1 and 2, Game 1, sans the first period, the Yankees got skated circles, or, or the Yankees. Am I fucking stupid? The <laughs> Rangers. Stupid ass. We're, we're going to need that, guys. Mike. God, we're gonna need to put that in. <laughs> the Ranger, the Rangers got absolute circle skated around him by the by the Penguins for the subsequent five periods that ensued. Quasi, not the third. I was in the building. First period, Rangers outplayed them severely. Quasi. Second period, they got taken behind the woodshed. Falcon. Third punch. period, I thought the Rangers came out. They played well, and then in the overtime, the Penguins played better. Okay, fine. Fair. That's a fair opinion. In game two, that was not a five-two Rangers win. I, I know that's what the scoreboard says. Before they scored those those two goals in the third period, Penguins the, were buzzing. The Penguins sure. were buzzing. The Penguins had unlimited real estate in the offensive zone of the New York Rangers. Their neutral zone game play was absolutely sloppy. They couldn't get the puck out of the damn zone, and it led to your goalie Shesterkin almost getting injured, almost getting hurt, almost had a Cheap heart shot. attack when that happened. So, and, and by the way, on a side note, 
I don't know what broadcast you were watching, if, if you were watching MSG or uh, TNT, but the TNT broadcast, they were, like, smashing Shesterkin, trying to blame it on him. Away. They were like, oh, he stuck, stuck out his, his leg. leg out. That's yeah. a dirty play by the Rangers goalie. I was getting some smoke on Twitter for that. And I'm like, are, are you guys stupid? And they kept showing the replay, and they're like, you see there? You see there? He stuck out his left leg, and his left leg didn't fucking move. It was a bang-bang play. I don't think it was really necessarily dirty on either party because no, the Ranger broadcast was saying it was dirty on Jeff Carter. That's a bang-bang play, right? Happens quick. I don't. I just think it was an, an awkward crash, but... Moving forward to game three, I agree with you. The Rangers were outplayed in game one. I thought the I think they were outplayed in game two. They were not I mean, outplayed. They, they, got lucky they, that, they got lucky that there was the a third string goalie out massive, there. Adv- I, I can't even put into perspective how big the Rangers' advantage is when it comes to goaltending. If, if this series goes, goes, and the goes Rangers six games, it's an epic failure. Might have the best power play in the, in the NHL. If this, if this series goes six or seven games, if the Rangers aren't done here in five, it's an epic failure of an opportunity to get away from Pittsburgh easily with a third-string goalie on the other side. They should be scoring five goals a game for the remainder of the series. So I just checked. We do not have an update on Tristan Yari. Yari was day-to-day before the season started, before the the series started. Still don't have an answer on when he's coming back. They projected he'd be back by game three. We don't know that yet. We didn't think think Domingue would be playing game two. When Tristan Yari comes back, this team is fucked. This team is screwed. You're talking about the Rangers. Yes, the Rangers. The Rangers. That's just... Absolutely. I feel as if that's an uneducated statement. Why? How are they screwed? Dude, they're getting out work. So, they're like, not they're, getting so, out work. So, they are. So how are they screwed? The, the odd right. man rushes coming from Pittsburgh are like unbelievable. We have an advantage a, in a goalie. We have an advantage on the power play. So Mike, Massive. Okay. How many, how many power plays do we have yeah. over the last two, two games? They scored two in the power play last night. Okay. How many, how many power plays have we had? I don't have enough. Five? The, the Penguins have had at least seven opportunities on the power play the last two games. We don't get to the power play. They we got t- to the power we, play we twice take, yesterday and scored twice. We take twice. shitty penalties. Patrick Nemeth, the guy, I've been giving him a lot of crap, not a bad player. Patrick Nemeth has been taking penalties left and right. Does not belong to be in the lineup. The Rangers, like Justin said, nailed the first 20 minutes of game one. Absolutely nailed it. The next 100 minutes of hockey, they absolutely stunk. They had nothing to show for themselves. Game two, God bless them. I didn't get to watch that much. I got to watch a little bit. Take the win where you can get it. You should beat Louis Dominguez. That's exactly how that should go. Tristan Yari's the guy who beat out Igor Shesterkin for a spot on the All-Star team this past year. Tristan Yari's a great goalie. And what breaks my heart about this Rangers team, everyone always says the top line cannot win you a Stanley Cup. You can't just have three players do it. The Penguins look like they're going to do it with three players. Yeah. Gensel, Malkin, Crosby, and to a degree, Latang. You better keep that same energy when the Rangers win the series. You better they they I should win the series, I've Mike. Got, they should walk a walk to a series check, win. Check, walk to a series win. They, they, they should. Mike. Sidney Crosby uh, might be the best player or I'll show one you, of the best look, players to ever me, play hockey. I'll show you my sports book right now. I've got the Rangers in seven booked a week ago. I can't believe your you're, you're one reason for why they shouldn't walk to a series win is Sidney Crosby. That's your one reason. That's a pretty valid reason. Not really. He's one not, one guy is going to score four goals a night. That's not going to happen. He's one of the best hockey players of LA. all time. Yeah, of course he is. And, I'm, and, and so we all gives, know that. With but, playoff experience, with Stanley Cup experience, right. that comes into big play Dude, here. Hockey, the Rangers are winning the series. Hockey, just, hockey is like literally the opposite of any I, of a sport that you could win with one guy. Just, you can't, just, but it helps. Just, can I be honest with you? I really don't know what Mike's arguing anymore. I Me mean, neither. He's arguing, I'm arguing that, he's that arguing the Rangers that the, will win the series. And the, for you to say there, no, what, what was the word you used? Screwed. Yeah, that's if just Yari comes true. back, if, if Tristan screwed, if Tristan, how they screwed? It's because, one, Tri- one. because Tristan Yari is ten times better than Casey DeSmith, and Casey DeSmith is ten times better than Louis Domingo. What, what even happened to DeSmith in Game One? 
uh, something with a groin issue. Uh. I don't. I don't even know what's wrong with Yari. I just know that Yari was day to day coming in. Him and Jason Zucker. Because I saw him get out. I got. I see him get taken out of the game. I'm like, all right, and, he's and, probably cramping up or, or whatever. And that's a scary thing too. Is if you look at our defenses, our defense is young, and people are going to say that uh, our young defense is going to be the reason that we lose because they just don't have the experience. And, and there's a degree of truth to that. But forwards wise, we're right there with them. We're right there with Kasperi Kapanen is a great player. Jeff Carter's a great player. Well, the Brian, like Brian, Rust, Brian Rust is a great player. What'd you say? How old is Jeff Carter? Jeff Carter's like 35. Okay, so Fossil. <laughs> Whatever. Fo- fossils do well in the NHL there. I will, say, I will say this, and this is an important point, right? You play forward, play center in the NHL. You're not just playing offense. Uh, and the Rangers forwards. Jeff Carter's is 37. In, okay. He's old. The Rangers forwards How? in particular have done a shitty job getting back. Right, they get the puck deep, deep in the Penguin zone. You work it around a little bit, and then all of a sudden you're seeing a three-on-one odd man break for the Penguins coming down the other end, and the Rangers are sitting there with their thumbs up their asses, thinking, "Okay, Shesty's probably got this." Yep. But you know, I mean, more times than not, especially in the playoffs against the best teams in the NHL, Shesty won't have it, how, how, no matter how good he's going to be. How many times do you look at this Rangers team in the past three, four days, and you just see Lundqvist? Just see this yeah. this poor guy who's that I agree with carrying this team lying on, on lying on his back is completely do, exhausted doing all of the work yeah and barely getting by it I makes agree no with that sense. I have it, it didn't work in 2015 and it's the, not going to work this year the Rangers have a completely new offense and defense the the whole roster looks completely different than it does in 2014 we're seeing the exact same thing the mm-hmm. goalie just bails you out I don't think Shostakin bailed them out yesterday I thought they outplayed them they won the game five two they just did easily. they simply did not outplay them I'm telling you that right now. They scored more goals than the Penguins. Yes, they did not outplay them. I to think each the, his own. The, the, <laughs> there's reason to have doubts about this Rangers team, and quite frankly, I don't, if we get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think we get swept. But that would be a a big win for the Rangers oh, coming into this. Of course, the, their win, their window just opened, bro. They've got like a, it's five to seven years to win a chip here. Yeah, no, this is this is the greatest rebuild we'll probably see in maybe our lifetime. Yeah, they're, they're, depending that's like, on those young bloods. Exactly, but like, but who, I mean, who, who are you scared yeah. about right now? Like, who, like, who are you worried about? Capo Caco, is that no, it? I wouldn't. Lafreniere, I thought has played, but I don't trust them at all, at all in a playoff series. Anytime they're on the ice, I feel as if they're not going to score, and I don't feel comfortable with them in a defensive. They, I have. They've been one, but of our they're most the X factor. Produ- they've been one of our most productive lines. That's also not true. Yes, it is. From what standpoint is that true? Goal plus, scoring, it's not. Defensively, it's not. Dude, uh, plus minus, you dummy. Is it in what in what sense though? Of uh, look overall, it up. All, all the season. Uh, look, no. What do you mean overall? Literally in the, in the first two games, dog. They're, they haven't. They have, well, Hedl scored yesterday, but they haven't. Also, I I watched the ESPN broadcast for Game One. I don't have MSG at my house. They were jerking off Braden Schneider. It was awesome. I loved it. You're gonna have to strike that from the record. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was no, a good but, point. Yeah, but uh, listen, I, this team. Is good. The fact that this Penguins team can beat us and that they won't win the Stanley Cup is what hurts. Yeah, it hurts. But I, they listen. They have to win one in the next five years. Uh, if they don't, it's been an epic failure of an opportunity here to build a dynasty. You know, I mean, not you know, I don't. I don't want to be over dramatic here or, or get Rangers fans' hopes up. But that's the re. You know that that that's as good as as this can get. Is is a dynasty if you can capitalize on the young talent that you have and you can pair it. You know, I mean, who knows what happens in the off season? But guys are going to want to come and play at MSG with these guys. That's, exactly, that's and, the reality. And also, this has got all the the pieces of what makes a good team, right? Is that your 
12 million dollar players living up to his expectations the guy who you took a a risk on paying eight million dollars a year for the next eight years is playing as advertised the guy who everyone thought you were going to trade who you're paying six million dollars a year is the best goal scorer on your team yeah and the young guys while they might not be superior to some of the better young guys in the league are still doing their part I think they I think they played great these past and games. you've got the best goddamn goalie in the league the best goddamn goalie in the league and yeah we're screwed Listen, we're not, that's not, see, that's where your hearing is, like, very selective. It concerns me, honestly. I hate you, Justin! I always heard the Rangers are screwed. No, yeah. but that's not what he said, though. If he you said if listens, Yari comes back, the Rangers are screwed. Which he is screwed. probably going to come back. He's expected. Yeah, and I also mentioned that if this team has all the pieces of what can be a dynasty, but having all the pieces and going out there and playing two games of shitty hockey are not the same I, thing. I, they didn't play shitty yesterday. They did not play shitty they yesterday. They did not play shitty. Shitty is the wrong word. But they did not, from top to bottom, they did not outplay the Pittsburgh Penguins. They played well enough to beat them in a third-string goalie, but they did not play well enough to beat any other team in this NHL playoff. I'm still confident in the Rangers' ability to win this series, but it, my, my hope is dwindling, and I quite frankly think if they get their starting goalie back, we're in trouble. I think realistically, That's all. That's re- all. realistically, I-, I agree with you, and I'll take it one further. You know, most likely, if they continue to play this way and depend on on Shesterkin like they have, you know, this is as far as they'll go. They might be get to the next round, and then they'll get handled pretty easily in the next round. But again, this isn't. You know, Rangers fans have to have perspective here. You can't be looking at this postseason as the end all be all. You have to look ahead a little bit and and take the pluses where they are and take the minuses and take a long, hard look at them this offseason. I mean, look at us. We're talking about the season like it's already over. <laughs> Alec. But we're, we're trying to be realistic. We're trying to shape this so that when when we do, or God forbid, God forbid, when we do get eliminated, it doesn't hurt as bad. All right? We're just trying to take your hearts, your souls, you know, the connection you have to this hockey team into account. We don't want you to to, to plummet to the face of the earth and, and hit the ground hard and, and, and be in pain and sorrow and, and sink into a, a big hole of depression that is, is long awaited to be climbed out of. And See, to me, that's I, gross. I don't want to cut you off, Justin, but to me, but it seems anyway. as if you're really. Somebody, somebody had to. I was, <laughs> to I was, me, it uh, seems like you're describing <laughs> the New York Yankees because I don't think Ranger fans are expecting a Stanley Cup or bus type of situation here. 110 points this year. They already exceeded expectations. A first round loss. Would be disappointing in my opinion, but I still have. I'm still optimistic. But I don't think any Ranger fans are expecting them to win the cup this year. I I disagree with that. I I think some of them are. Those those are like the Yankee fans that just expect to win. But speaking of a team that's win or bust, that's the New York Yankees, and you better hope they win it all, or you will be that depressed guy. Like I always Come am. October, yes, like yeah. you always are. All right, I'm used to it. And honestly, I, the, the only reason I agree with Mike is because I don't know what happened to the Yankee fan base. I think it was the Astros. I think the Astros just broke the Yankees. Yeah, what yeah, the, yeah, the, the Yankees? The Astros screwed the Yankees. The only team that got screwed was the New York Yankees no, by like, that skeeting step. When, when did I ever say that? Stand. No, no, I'm not saying you said when, I'm, 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 Yankee I'm, fans have like a vendetta against Astro fans like no other team in the league. Vendetta, vendetta is spelled V-E-N-D-E-T-T-A. That's right. It's not Vandetta. Vandetta. <laughs> All right, Mr. Diluted. Yeah. Um, no, I was trying to make a larger point that when, when the Astros got exposed, I think every Yankee, most Yankee fans, just something went loose in their head, and they've just become more obsessed with the idea of winning and that they have to win and that everything is everything's broken and nothing's ever going to get better. 
Uh, so I think that's where it's coming from is that Yankee fans, not to say that they weren't intolerable before, but Yankee fans have never Worst been. Worst fan base in the history of sports. In the history of sports? I cannot stand uh-huh. Yankee fans. Look who is here, ladies and gentlemen. What are you still doing here? Boy. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Sid Rosenberg in the building. Sydney, how are you? I actually had to go to the ear doctor, and, and? the ear doctor's on the Upper West Side. Hi, Mike Dino. Hi, Justin. What's up, Sid? Hi, Luke. So I went to the Upper West Side to the ear doctor. I had to come back here. There's like 90 gifts for Danielle for Mother's Day with the lady up front. She's worth and it. And then I'm hopping in a car on the way home. So so we're, we're breaking down right now. Actually, this is a great question out of Mike. Most intolerable fan base in sports? That's tough. I mean, I know New York right now is taking a beating, obviously. You know, the, uh, the Yanks always take a beating for that. Uh, in my lifetime, it's been Philadelphia. Nothing even close. I mean, guys, at the end of the day, you cannot. And I'm sorry, Justin, you sit right next to me. They had a jail in their stadium. That's all you need to know. The 700 section at the old Veterans Stadium were the biggest bunch of degenerate, filthy, low-life fans you ever meet in your whole life. They would arrest like five or six people a game, every Eagle game, every Philly game. I went there one time, and I, I'm wearing my Lawrence Taylor jersey back uh, with my dad. Turned my car over, got into a fist fight in front of my mother, called my mother the C word. I'm not even kidding you guys. All this in Philadelphia. So for me, the most intolerable and the most classless fan base by a mile, by a mile, is Philadelphia. Yankee fans never threw uh, snowballs at Santa Claus, right? The Giants did that. Oh, really? That was a Giant game. And actually, not Santa Claus. Philly did that. Philly also booed Mike Schmidt, all those things. But uh, the Giants one time... They gave the tickets to Jet fans. It was really a Jet fan that did it. But the Chargers were in town, and some giant fan threw a snowball and hit a Chargers assistant coach in the eye, and he's blind in one eye to this day. Now, it happened during a giant home game, so we take the blame for it, but it was actually a Jet fan who bought the giant tickets that day that did that. But, yes, booed Mike Schmidt, booed Santa Claus, applauded when Michael Irvin was laying motionless on the field, Eagles, Dallas, just a real bunch of lowlifes. And Alec is no different. Yeah. It, it, that, that's Take that guy. We can confirm that. Well, quick correction, too. It wasn't uh, snowballs we threw at Santa Claus. It was actually batteries. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were, that, that's much better. We were throwing batteries. They hurt more. All right. They hurt more. So, Sydney, we love you. Thank you for stopping by. That's it? I mean, you got to go get that. What do you think about the Rangers, Sid? I think I'm nervous. You know, Sydney Crosby is killing us. I know we won 5-2 to two the last game, but he makes that, that game 3-2, and I'm going, oh, my God, we're going to blow this one again. If they don't find a way to stop Sid, I love that, my own name. He, he's, he's the second greatest Sid. They're going to win both of those that. games in Pittsburgh, and the Rangers are going to lose. So I think the Rangers are in good shape. I think they're going to win, but the best player on the ice Sid by a distance. Hasn't lost a step. Nothing. 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 34 years old, has not lost a step. Yeah. So again, if, if, if Crosby does what he wants in Pittsburgh, Rangers will lose. If not... They find a way to contain him. And the Rangers superstars need to step up. I know Panarin had a goal and two assists, but he turned it over about 100 times last night. So the Rangers superstars need to too. play better. That's right. It was one of the, uh, the Penguins' uh, defensemen skate. So stop Crosby, have the superstars play better, Rangers move on. If not, they're done in five. Five. Yeesh. I don't there see it ended in five. Sydney, we love you. Have a great weekend, and please tell Danielle we said Happy Mother's Day. Get my wife's name out of your mouth. <laughs> That's my guy. I'm the man. Yeah. Uh, Get my wife's God. name out of your mouth. Is that Chris Rock? Is that Chris Rock? Is yeah, that we, Will Smith? We found him. Well, uh, right straight from the horse's mouth. The Dino's wrong, and Luke and I are right. Yep, there you go. But what were you guys right about? I'm always right. You the said Rang- the Rangers are going to win a series. The Rangers are screwed, bro. If I, you say so. I, I, heard, I also heard... Penguins at five. I heard but, Penguins at five. That was my prediction, especially if Yari does Penguins are not winning in five. Guaranteed. I, I, I'd say 
I say the guarantee Ra- the Rangers not need, winning in five. Rangers need to get out of there before Yar even thinks about coming back. That's 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 going to be the key. Now, gentlemen, we are running a little bit low on time here, but I I do want to bring in one more person uh, because I do have a side bet this weekend. Mm. UFC 274 this weekend. I know MMA is not that popular, but one guy who loves it more than I do is Mike Garcia. What's going on? Hello, Michael. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. Now, Mike, (laughs) the deal we have here is the the, the main event. Uh, What is wrong with you? I don't know. Okay. Charles Oliveira, the light heavyweight champion of the world, going up against Justin Gaethje. Did you just say light heavyweight champion? I dude? did. And that's. And, what yeah, is I, wrong with you, I bro? I know. It's lightweight. Yep. I added just. Light extra. heavyweight champion. Yeah, that doesn't. That yep, doesn't I'm out. so heavy that I just added it in there. All right. Hey, um, don't do that to yourself. Well, if I don't do it to myself, then Sydney's going to. So. You're, like you're like a skinny little boy. Thank you, Bill. Lightweight champion of the world, Charles Oliveira, against Justin Gaethje. Now, I have taken Gaethje. Mike, you're the living sports book. Can you get the line for me? I can get well, the line for you. Yeah. Oh, thank you, baby. Appreciate whoa, whoa, whoa. It. It's already in front of me, Mike. Oh, look at Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh my he came prepared. All right. <laughs> I came prepared. <laughs> Mr. Garcia, please. I, guess, I guess that's just the nature of the beast, ain't it? So, uh, yeah, please take the floor. So, as of right now, according to DraftKings, we got Justin Gaethje at plus 155, Chucky Olives, Charles Oliveira at minus 180. Now, did, would you like to step up here for, for Dubronx? Hmm. Is there I, anything, anything you want to say to defend him? You know what? I'm still going with Ch- uh, Chucky Olives. All right. He's my guy. It's Chucky Olives? Charlie, uh, Charlie Oliveira. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Oliveira. And he was what? Minus 180? Minus 180. Wasn't he, wasn't he supposed to fight Poirier at, at some point? No. That, that, uh, that fight never came to fruition. Oh. Why not? Well, Wait. let's just say that Dustin Poirier wants to fight Nate Diaz, and UFC are playing Wait. games my, with that. Who's, oh. who's Poirier's last fight? Uh, Poirier fought against what was it? No, he he fought against Charlie was, Olives and yeah, he lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they fought. Mm-hmm. They fought already. Yeah, oh. okay. So he was he, they fought already, and Oliveira coming off his second title, I guess you know, the the title win in this first title defense. Both looked a little shaky in the first round, came back and dominated the opponent just to finish him. But unfortunately, one of the best finish rates in the UFC is Justin Gaethje. And now, Mike, you were also there with me at UFC. I believe it was two sixty eight when Chandler. When you didn't Gaethje. sell me those tickets? When I did not sell you those tickets. They yeah. went to Mike, who's an actual fan. Of course. <laughs> Gaethje put on fight of the night with Michael Chandler. Charles Oliveira can find a way to stay on his feet, come back, and finish his opponent. Justin Gaethje doesn't get finished. He's one of two guys to take a round from Khabib Nurmagomedov, who's argued to be one of the greatest of all time. Khabib just being who he is, greatest wrestler of all time. You could take that loss. Justin Gaethje, in my opinion, is going to take this the distance and, and beat out your boy. See, I disagree with you. I disagree with every word, honestly. Mike, do you have the rest of the card in front of you? I actually do, yes. Do you have, like, a a guy like me doesn't typically follow the UFC too much, but I will be watching it and I will be gambling on it. Do you have a, you know, pick of the night for a guy like me? Well, considering that I told you to bet on my girl, Amanda Nunes, to lose against... Juliana Pena. That was the snipe of the year by Mike. So and you gotta, I uh, predicted exactly how it was going to go. So oh my how goodness! How do you follow that up Saturday? Because <laughs> a guy like me is looking for a lock for, for a lock from a guy like you. All right, I would go with Tony Ferguson and Michael Chandler. I would have that fight go the distance, no wow. matter who wins. That wow. no, neither fighter is getting finished on that one. Uh, Luke, you okay? You okay, yeah, buddy? No, sorry, I, the Dave Labrosi drop gets me every now. And then. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. That's Dave Labrosi. Oh. Uh, in terms of Rose Namanunez and Carlos Barza for the strawweight championship, I go with Rose Namanunez also to decision. I think she's going to retain it, and I would go with Charlie Olives for the finish. All right. So if I just put a little parlay together right now, will Charlie Olives 
Rose over over in the mm-hmm. Ferguson and to go the distance, go the Chandler. Distance. To go the distance. Because the over in that Ferguson Chandler, that's not a title fight, right? That's a three round fight. That's a three round fight. Overs one and a half. That's fine. All right. That's Michael, fine. Michael, give you one pick half. as well. My favorite fighter is Don Cerrone. And uh, doesn't surprise so, me one so, bit. So no one can tell you how bad he's been recently. Like Do you honestly think? Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You think Cabo Cerrone is going to beat Joe Lowe's on? No. I'm he's actually, minus 173. I'm about to say. That doesn't mean a damn thing. He's a heavy favorite. So Dude, what? I, I'm, about to tell Mike to, I'm about to tell Mike to fade Cowboy. I think that's the. Fade Cowboy? Yep. I'm down to fade the shit out of Cowboy. All right. So that's my pick of the week. Gentlemen, five guys today. How about that? Monumental appearance. Well, if you count Sid as a, as a guy. As a guy. Yeah, that, that's a bit of a technicality. He tends to be a, a, a little minuscule in some areas, but oh, hey, what are you going to do? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. No, thank- is it really? Yes. Huh? Yep. It is. It's yes. really that time to go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening to Guys Behind the Glass. I've been Luke Legrano. I've been Justin Ellick. Mike Tadino. All Rangers right. Rangers of Seven. We will uh, see you guys next time. Shut up. No! What do you mean, no? I'm a man.